You are listening to Get Real Podcast. Hey, I'm Caleb. I'm Josh. And we're Stonewall Static. This is our song, Light of You. I never knew you had to break me, had to bend me Moments, moments in the dark Hate feeling your absence Starlights remind me you are there I cannot touch them, it's not fair Letting go, letting go Oh wait on God, wait on God I can walk, I can breathe Searchlight, I'm draining all your power Fire, fire, I guess I couldn't keep you burning It's disturbing The strength I lack to carry on Despite how much I know your love Letting go, letting go Oh wait on God, wait on God I can walk, I can breathe I'm a well-created being I can live, I can die I can search for all the signs In unavoidable fate I can trust it's all okay Even if nothing's in my view I'm guided by the light of you I'm guided by the light of you
Guys, welcome to the Get Real Podcast. We got a lot of players here today. Who do we have all with us on the line from Stonewall Static? You have me. I'm Caleb. I'm vocals and bass for Stonewall Static. I'm Josh. I play drums. And I'm Daniel. I play guitar and keys. And where is it that you guys are from? Me and Josh are from San Antonio, Texas. And we were we were both born in Duluth, Minnesota, but very young age we moved to San Antonio. Daniel, where are you from? So I'm I'm a military child, so I've lived about twelve places. Every year, of high school uh, was a different place, um, but my family's originally from Colorado, so I say I'm from Colorado. So when I've seen you guys in your videos of your live performances, there is without a doubt that you've got a special chemistry that's going on up there on stage. And that's one of the things that you're known for is your stage presence and your performance on stage. How is it that Stonewall Static came to be and how was it that you found your chemistry? So one of my, one of my dad's studio stations was San Antonio. Um, we met each other at church and, you know, I was just, we were all kind of like learning, you know, learning some instruments like, Hey, let's get together. Uh, we got together. Uh, a couple other guys came with us. Uh, we all played together, but, Josh Caleb and I were like, hey, we want to, this is cool. Like we kind of, we all kind of clicked. And, and from there, um, we started uh, playing, writing stuff. Um, and that's really where it came from. So church originally and then some jam sessions. One of the things that I just noticed as we were getting ready to do this interview is that you all have biblical names. We have Josh, Daniel, and Caleb. So is that how you kind of picked who was going to be in the band based upon everybody's name? <laughs> I mean, I mean, you know, we could we, we could, could say that we could make sh- us sound more spiritual. That, yeah, that's what I was going to say. But, you know, I think <laughs> I, I think that was one of those things that, you know, to, to use the to use the common phrase, I think it was just kind of a God thing. <laughs> Caleb, how did you get your start in music? So I I, I kind of always wanted to do music ever since I was younger. Uh, but my problem was, is that I, I would always try to play different instruments. I tried, I originally tried learning piano because my mom wanted me to try learning an instrument. So I started to try to learn how to p- play piano. I took piano lessons, wasn't clicking for me, wasn't liking it. So I tried to have my dad teach me guitar and I could not remember chords for the life of me. Um, this was all like before I was even 13, but w- once I turned 13, my dad got me a bass guitar and I was like, okay, I can, I can kind of manage this. This is like one finger at a time. I, I think I got this. So I start messing around with the bass for a while, you know, start trying to learn to sing. And it, eventually I just really grew to like the bass and trying to be as creative as, as possible with the bass guitar in ways that I typically, typically didn't see. So my dad, my dad had a band in the nineties, a touring band. They toured all the way over to Turkey and seeing stuff like that kind of inspired me to be like, Hey, you know what? Maybe, maybe I want to do music too. Caleb, where was it that you learned to sing? Because one of the things that I really appreciate about your sound is the sound of your vocals. Where did you learn to do that? And how did you figure out that you could sing? So to start and and let this be an inspiration to anybody who's wanting to learn how to sing but doesn't feel like they can i i had a decent voice when i started but i couldn't sing that well i i genuinely couldn't but i i wanted to really learn how oh i i went online 
I I went and found some curriculums and like audio audio lessons that I would just what I would do was we had this little apartment room uh, that we built um, in our backyard. Right. And every day when I was like all the way from when I was 13 to 16, I would go in this room for like a dedicated at least hour and I would just sing and practice singing and just just record myself through all the good, bad and the ugly and uh, un- and do these lessons just until I came to a point to where I was like, OK, you know what? I feel like I have a decent enough voice now to where I could try, you know, doing something with it. And, and at, you know, after I took those lessons, took some lessons from my dad because he was also trained to sing. So he knows a lot of it, too. But it's it's a skill. It's an instrument in and of itself. And Josh, how about you? How did you get your start in music? So I started off as a two year old little munchkin banging on pots and pans, just like, you know, every other drummer probably starts. Um, so my dad was a drummer in um throughout all his life. And so I would be, you know, a little watching VHS tapes of my dad playing drums. And so I would always, I always wanted to play drums. And so on my third birthday, my parents bought me a drum kit. And so that's when I started playing drums. And so I've been playing all the way since back then. And I just, you know, fell in love with playing the drums. It's just a really therapeutic instrument. You know, it's it's less up here and it's, you know, these big macro movements. And for me, I just I fell in love with it. I can tell you like intensity by the T-shirt that you have on. (laughs) Demon Hunter for life. Greatest band of all time. (laughs) And Daniel, how about you? How'd you get your start in music? Um, So uh, really, my grandpa, he um, he was in a he played a lot of, uh, you know, surf and and country in the 60s. he always used to play and I was like, Hey, I want to do that. Uh, so he let me borrow one of his guitars. And from there, I've just been, been playing and jamming with him. So yeah. thank you for, I call him, uh, call him my pappy. So my pappy taught me, <laughs> taught me how to play. He had a lot of influence on you. That's really cool. Yeah. I have to ask the question. I asked this of all the bands that we interview, but your name is very interesting as a, as a band Stonewall static. How did you come up with that name and what does it mean? So we we came up originally we were thinking of names along the lines of like we were trying to come up with this this almost retro technological kind of feel in the name, right? We were trying to come up with with something and one day one day my dad runs through the door after coming home from work and he's like, "I got it." And I'm like, wait got what hang on slow down he's like your name your band name and i'm like oh really because originally we were gonna we were thinking okay what if we named our our band stereo static right but of course that name was taken as our most band names (laughs) so we he he's like i got your name and i'm like what's up he's like stonewall static and i'm like that sounds amazing what the heck does it mean and <laughs> and and we started talking over the name and to us the name means immovable you know stand you know having a firm foundation and 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 to me you know i uh, not to me the 
the gospel is truth, right? There is, there is nothing about it that changes. God doesn't change. Jesus doesn't change and neither does his love, right? And that's a firm foundation to stand on because it's something that is static and it doesn't move. And to, you know, to us, Stonewall static just means being immovable in, in that faith that we've been given. We have something in common, and that is the stones. Lithos cry that I have over here. Look, I'm able to point and still look at the camera at the same time. I've achieved a new level of podcasting here. Uh, lithos, <laughs> <laughs> lithos means stone. It's Greek for stone, and cry means it's English for crying. So it's lithos cry, stones that cry. And it goes to Luke chapter 19 when Jesus said that if the people did not cry out or shout out his praises, that the very stones would. And one of the things that started this whole podcast and what we're doing over here was a book that I wrote about the stones crying out and hearing that not just in Christian music, but also hearing that in secular music when the church has failed to praise God, that those praises will come out from inanimate stones those that aren't saved because God is worthy of that praise. And I love how you say that the gospel is truth and that it is immovable. So that is really cool. And for those of those that have been listening to the Get Real podcast for a while, we've talked about this. Stones themselves, rocks, they resonate. There is a static that comes from stones. So any stone wall, you're going to have resonance, even though we can't we can't hear it because it's at a different frequency. How, how is it that you would describe the music of Stonewall Static? So Stonewall Static, as far as the music goes, it's kind of a collaborative of all of our influences. So our influences kind of range from like, you know, alternative slash like indie pop all the way to some death metal even. So we, we tried to create this blend of familiar structure, and um, melody and hook that you would find in pop music along with, you know, intense drums and intense guitar that you'd find in like heavy metal. So if you're, you're wanting to like put a genre label on Stonewall Static, I'd probably call it something like alternative rock just because, you know, we have the rock elements along with the, along with the pop structure your music I would describe as fun. It's fun music with a strong message and it's still got the heavy in it. Would you agree with it that you have fun with your music? I would, I would agree with that a hundred percent, hundred percent. I mean, that's, that's kind of the goal to, if you're not having fun playing music, you're doing it wrong. So, yeah. And I, I feel like, I feel like to, to add to that, I feel like sometimes it, it's easy to forget that, that, the Lord takes joy in his children having fun with the gifts that he's given them. Right. So for us to make music that we have fun with and to be able to glorify him at the same time, it's like, it's a win-win. It's, it's awesome. I often think sometimes God, he gives us, he gave us these gifts. He gives us a plan. He orders our steps, but there's that element of our lives where he's like, okay, I want to see what you guys are going to do with this. I give you all this stuff. And of course he knows everything from the end of the beginning, but it's a pleasure for him. I really believe for him to see, Hey, what are you going to do with, I, with what I gave you? 
Absolutely. So you were talking about your musical influences. Who are some of the bands? And we'll start over there with Caleb, go to Josh and Daniel. What bands have influenced you the most? Where, oh my gosh, where do I begin with that one? Um, so for me, for me, I'm one of those guys that listens to like just about everything under the sun, as long as it's not Jimmy Buffett. Sorry to all the Jimmy Buffett fans out there, but that is to say, I, I for specifically for the album that we got coming up, I took a lot of inspiration from bands like, oh gosh, took a lot of inspiration from bands like Goo Goo Dolls, even Newsboys. Um, you know, some some Christian, some secular. Um, you know, a lot of inspiration from bands like AJR or Matchbox, Matchbox 20. Yeah, there you go. Matchbox 20. You know, uh, that's uh, for me specifically with the music that we've got coming. It, a lot of my influence on the music really came from that side of, of things. And Josh, how about you? So I am. Um, my personal influences tend to tend to go towards the heavy side of things um my favorite band of all time and the one that's definitely had the most impact on me is is demon hunter so if you're wanting my number one influence it would definitely be demon hunter but i also like um like a lot of the 90s underground extreme metal you know celtic frost dismember um bathory you know a lot of those really underground really intense stuff as well as the christian the christian metal but um, I also I also have a real soft spot for old school country and southern rock. So that really doesn't bleed into our music very much. But it's as as a musician, that's one of the things that gets my gears turning. It's interesting you say that because one of the friends of the Get Real podcast is Richard Morrill, and he was one of the founding members of the band Corn. And when he was talking to us about when they started Corn, we asked him, so what was the musical influences of everybody in the band? And the number one influence that he said was country music. Very, very surprising, but it's really cool. Daniel, I don't want to leave you out. What bands have influenced you the most? Uh, for Stolen Aesthetic, um, believe it or not, like The Doors, uh, I think. Um, honestly, uh, Corn, believe it or not, uh, if you listen to how groovy the drums and and just it's just so groovy. Um, uh, we got some songs coming out that'll sound super uh, pretty heavy, you know, kind of reminiscent of them. Um, I like odd odd stuff, like I mean, Tool, you know, Tool is pretty. I like time signatures. I'm pretty pretty nerdy for that. So a lot of those, a lot of heavier, uh, more groovy bands like those uh, have really helped. Sparked, sparked my writing process for someone. Let's talk about the song, The Light of You, that we played at the beginning of this edition of Get Real. Tell us a little bit about that song. I want to know some more about it because there's some things that it's done for me when I've listened to it. First of all, I find it very catchy, which is, which is good because the other day as I was driving to work, it was going through my head. The other thing that I find very refreshing about it. It doesn't fit the box of mainstream, what you would hear cookie cutter radio. The other thing too, is I think there's a deeper message to that. So can you tell us a little bit about this song and what is the message of the light of you? So light of you, light of you is really about being 
looking looking to Christ and being guided by the light of Christ when you have no idea what the heck is going on in life, right? Um, you know, through the beginning of the song, you know, we mention a glow stick, right? Glow stick, glow stick. Never knew that you could uh, you could bend me, you could break me, right? And what what I'm what I'm what I'm trying to get at there is this idea that that it's almost like this pursuit, this pursuit of finding, finding light amidst our dark times is, is so elusive sometimes. But when we, when we step back and remember that we're fearfully and wonderfully made in Christ's image and that he's holding us in the palm of his hands. And sometimes when we just, when we let go and relinquish control to Christ, you know, we find how close he is to us and that even when it doesn't feel like it, like the song says, even when nothing's in our view, you know, we're guided by the light of Christ. One of the things that hit me when I was listening to that song, when you talk about the glow stick at the beginning, those of us who are believers, we will not begin to shine the light of Christ that's in us until we're totally broken and snapped like a glow stick. And that's Amen. the way that it works. Is that something that you were thinking about when you wrote that song? Yeah, yeah. Honestly, the 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 glow stick kind of seemed like one of those things that like kind of what the experience you just had with, you know, interpreting something out of it that means something to you. Right. To me, to me with songwriting it's important to have a clear message, but it's also important to leave enough room for the listener to be able to, I guess you could almost say self insert in a way to, because I feel like, you know, not everybody goes through the exact same circumstances. So while we all go through it, generally speaking, the same things, you know, all the little details are different. So if you think about a glow stick and like your immediate thought is, Oh, you know, sometimes, you know, can make you feel snapped like a glow stick, then, you know, the song and the metaphor just kind of did its job. Something that you guys are really well known for is the energy that you bring to the stage. You don't just get up on stage and sing a song. You're putting on a show, you're giving energy, you're, there's some acting that's involved with everything that's going on up there. It's very intense and it's fun to watch. How does what you do on the stage enhance your delivery of the music and enhance the message that you're trying to convey to the audience? So it first of all, we we really think of of our live show as one of the number one ways to to reach people that need to hear the gospel, right? Our live show like that is really important to us. Um, and we believe that in order for people, especially non-believers, to want to tune in to listen to the message that you have, you've got to be able to entertain them and capture their enter, uh, capture, excuse me, caption their attention, capture <laughs> their attention. So that and entertain them. So that way, once you have something to say, they're there and they're ready to listen to you. Right. So the I'd say that the the impact that our constructed live show gives to our audiences is that when when we get up there and we perform we put on a good show we're being hang on 
I'm going to let you help me out with this. Help okay. me out with this. So for instance, let's, let's say you're watching a movie. Okay. You're watching the movie. You're kind of like it. And it's like, all of a sudden they start preaching all their politics at you. You know, you're like, I want to enjoy a good movie. I don't want to be indoctrinated with your politics. The way we want to construct our live show is so that you can enjoy what you're seeing. And then we hit you with the gospel. Once, once your attention's been captured and once, once you're entertained. So you're not just sitting there watching a band play and then, oh, here comes our time to give a sermonette. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense because a lot of people, they've been saved by going to different Christian shows. They've heard the gospel and otherwise they would not have. A lot of people that probably go to your shows are people that would not attend church. Have you have have you had any instances of people being ministered to that would have never attended a church that have attended one of your shows? Yeah, we actually, back in March, we had uh, the Sound for the Crown tour that we did. And um, it was a it was a pretty heavier tour. There were some heavier bands on it. And our first show of the tour, we were playing at a church here in San Antonio. That was where the uh, tour started. And we had, we had, <laughs> this is the first time it happened with us. We had a mosh pit at the front of the stage, right? And, you know, we were digging it. We had never had that before, but because um, normally we're not we're not playing for the most heaviest of crowds. But, you know, we get to talk with some of these kids in the mosh pit after, you know, and, you know, these these kids weren't believers. Some of them, in fact, were atheists, but they were telling us, dude, you know, you know, I, I don't you know, I, with all everything you believe in, everything you like, man, I, I still love your show. Like you guys are amazing. And they stayed for the band afterward. And that band afterward preached a sermonette, gave you know, the gospel. and gave them the gospel. And it's just, it's, it's super cool. It's super cool to see once you entertain people, capture their attention. <laughs> when you don't make them feel like they're just being preached at and barfed on, how much they actually want to seek out the truth behind what you're giving. And what you're giving is quality. It's not like you're a third rate Christian band that's just gotten together from a Bible camp over the summer. You guys are, I consider you professionals with the quality music that you put out and what you, the energy that you put on stage. Appreciate that. So you guys are working on an album that's coming out real soon called Transistor. What can listeners expect from this album coming out and when will it be out? So what you can expect is you can expect a lot of a lot of songs that feel a little bit different from each other, but they all go together really well. The the whole album is seven songs long. It's a little bit of a shorter album, but it's going to enable us to make more music and put out more stuff as we go um and the album will be dropping daniel when 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 will the album be dropping we dropping december 25th on christmas christmas day yeah well that works perfectly because we're going to make stonewall static one of our artists of the month for the month of december we're going to feature you on our website at lithoscry l-i-t-h-o-s-c-r-y.com and you can go out, go to that website and find more information about Stonewall Static. And where's a place on the web, uh, social media that people can find out more about you guys? 
You can find out about us on Facebook and Instagram. Both of our handles there is just Stonewall Static, one word. You can also visit our website at www.stonewallstatic.com slash home. Guys, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. If anybody has any questions that they want to ask us over here at the Fishbowl, you can do so by reaching out to us through our email at lithoscry at gmail.com. That's L-I-T-H-O-S-C-R-Y at gmail.com. Until then, people, peace out and rock on. Lithoscry.com.